everyone and welcome to another episode of words images and worlds my name as always and in every episode is jason dehart and i'm joined on this episode by author pat zietlow miller pat may i call you pat is that okay yeah please do hi hi so great to meet you i've enjoyed your work for some time and great to have the opportunity to talk with you about the authoring that you do for young people yeah i'm really happy to be here Great to have you. Great to have you. So I know you as a picture book author extraordinaire, and I am a fan of the picture books, although I've spent time, a good bit of time working with older readers. I find picture books are uh, flexible enough to carry across a wide, wide range of readers. So my first question to sort of start out with here and go around talking about and around is uh, what led you to creating books for young people? Well, I mean, I have always liked picture books. I liked them when I was picture book reader age. I liked them when I was in high school, college, out of school, before I had kids of my own. I've just always thought picture books are like this perfect package of story and art. And I agree with what you said, that they transcend age. A really good picture book can speak to multiple generations. And I just thought, wouldn't it be great if I could create something like that. I had always looked at them as just being this awesome art form. And so it was sort of a challenge that I set for myself. Could I do that? Yeah, yeah, I, I love them as well. I think the first time that I sort of got turned on to what picture books could do for older readers, I was at an AMLE conference, the Association of Middle-Level Education, and there was a speed round on things you could do with picture books. And I thought, well, this is this is great because they're kind of like poetry, meeting images, and I'm a, I'm a fan of both media. So, um. And they really, they introduce older kids to a topic. So if you're going to talk about something, you know, deep and serious or even not, you can usually find a picture book that kind of introduces the topic and you read it, you get all the kids engaged, and then it starts a conversation. And they're really good for social and emotional learning, too. Um, I've read picture books to middle school kids about grade school friendship issues and they're all over it because the, the issues don't really change. How do you get along? You know, how do we exist in the world with other people? So they definitely have multiple uses. And your work is great for introducing conversations like that, like uh, thinking of the be kind books. And, you know, it's one thing for me to walk in as a teacher and say, hey, we should be kind. Look at this slide I made about being kind. Let's talk about ways to be kind. But it's so much more inviting to have a story where you can talk through things that are happening and the pictures to kind of spend some time on. Um, so really wonderful social and emotional connections there. Yeah, and with that one, I really worked hard because I didn't want it to be a book that told readers what to do. I wanted it to be a book that got them thinking. So I wrote it in first person, obviously on purpose, with the, the main character saying, hmm, I tried this, tried to be kind. It really didn't work. What else could I have done? And they go through all these options. And then the readers can kind of jump in and think, hmm, what would have worked? What do I think would have worked? So it's not didactic. And that was really important to me. Um, yeah, very, very creative and very wise take there as well. Um, one of the other things that I love about picture books and the books that you do is the collaborative nature. So I want to give a shout out to uh, Lupe Lopez and your work with E.E. E. Charlton Thurio and John Sapita in that book. And I think there's another one on the way in about uh, a couple of weeks, right? Yeah, the second Lupe book comes out June 13th. And that, those are beautiful as far as the art, as far as the authoring um, as well as the way language is used in the book. 
Yeah, I, I have been friends with E for a long time. Um, and E has always written mostly like YA and middle grade books. And I'd been on the picture grade, picture book end of things. And we were talking and E said, well, I have this idea for a picture book. And they sent me a rough draft. And I said, yeah, you should totally write that. And they said, well, would you write it with me? And initially, like, I wasn't sure because I'd always written by myself. And I wasn't sure, honestly, how good of a collaborator I would be because I might have some small control needs. But, you know, he kept pushing and I said, fine. And so we started going back and forth and it took us a little while to find our groove and to figure out, you know, how we were going to tell the story, but it ended up being a really good one. I think that um, capitalizes on our different strengths as writers and brings them together into a really good story. So I'm glad I did it. Yeah, and I think they're coming on the podcast sometime. It might be this week or next week. Oh, awesome. Uh, he was kind enough to respond to the invitation as well. So I love that book. Uh, love the artwork that John Cepeda brings to it as well. Um, any other positive collaborations that you've had? I know picture books and the the authors tend to not meet the illustrators, but yeah, uh, yeah. any any collaboration that's turned well, out in a really positive way. I've done three books where I'm the solo author and Eliza Wheeler is the illustrator. When you are brave, wherever you go, and when I'm with you. And mm -hmm. even though Eliza and I don't put our heads together and, you know, work on it together. I do my writing. She does the art and then they get put together, but we've become really good friends. Um, and so I think that friendship has helped us when we do our books together. And I'm really proud of the three books that we've created. Um, uh, and then there are some people that aren't me that, that do some really awesome collaboration too. Liz Garten Scanlon and Audrey Vernick have collaborated on picture books and they're both authors. Um, they have Bob, not Bob in five minutes. And then Catherine Helling and Deborah Helmbrook are two authors that work together and they've got graduation groove. There's only one you and this close line clues series. And, you know, so it can work with two authors, but I think it's, it, it adds another layer of challenge to the writing process. Uh, yeah. And, and shout outs to other authors. I love it. Love yeah. <laughs> it. So many good books out there. Um, and I'm glad you mentioned when you were brave because there's another layer of that that really captures me, which is the use of coloring in the artwork. Yes. And, you know, you think about what is what is the shade of bravery? What is the, you know, sort of bringing a light into dark spaces sort of thing? And that book just captures that visually and verbally in such a wonderful way. I really think one of Eliza's huge skills as an illustrator is the way she uses light. And, and if you look at that book, it starts out dark. And then as the main character becomes braver and braver it gets lighter and brighter and it just it's I think it's genius to which I can take no credit for one of those things where the words become the the artistic vision as well yeah so what is it that you you've written these books these wonderful celebrations of people and lives um and the ways that we go about our lives what do you hope that young readers take away from your books I guess two things. I hope that readers um, get something out of it that helps them. Because I think, you know, if we're thinking that, that the reader is a kid, kids have really big emotions, um, but they don't always realize that other people have those emotions too. They think it might just be them. And so I think helping them realize you feel this way, that's okay. Other people feel this way. And here's maybe how you can positively channel that. Um, and then also, you know, a lot of adults feel that way too. So I, I hope it's the feeling seen and understood. And then I think an undercurrent of all my books is I want kids to read them and feel safe. I mean, I know that a lot of kids live lives where they don't feel safe much of the time, but I want them to know they deserve that, that they deserve to feel safe. So I'm hoping the book can be sort of a, a refuge or a safe place 
for them to feel what they feel and be who they are. Oh, well said. Well said. Definitely. So I know I mentioned um, Lupe, Lupe Lopez coming up. Any other events, works, anything else that you'd like to shout out as far as future things that are coming that we should be aware of? Well, like I said, the second Lupe Lopez, which is called Lupe Lopez Reading Rockstar, which I wrote with E, comes out June 13th. And that's, you know, in the first book, Lupe is like, must be, is a rock star and starts a band and, and kind of realizes that she can be a rock star while still following school rules. In the second book, Lupe's in first grade, and she's sure that she's going to like be as good of a reader as she was a musician because she just thinks it'll be easy. But she finds out learning to read is a little harder than she thought. Um, and it takes some work to be a reading rock star, which I think, you know, is good for kids because reading doesn't come easily to everyone. It just doesn't. And people learn in different ways. And Lupe learns in a different way, but eventually gets where she needs to be. Yeah, reading is such a complex process. So um, hat tip and many thanks for writing a book that celebrates that challenge, because there's also a lot of shame attached oh, yeah. to and reading in the book lupe feels very ashamed that her friends get it before she does and she's in what she perceives to be you know the less skilled reading group um yeah so there is shame in it she has to realize that that's not necessary absolutely and i hope young people um listening to this teachers playing it get that message and share it and share it widely because it is definitely something that that people have to work on um so I know we covered a lot of topics in a brief amount of time there. Anything that we missed? Uh, you said you took notes. Um, yeah. So I want to make sure that we we hit everything. Well, I do want to throw in there, and you will probably talk about this when, when they come on your show, but the first Lupe book was based on um, E's actual kindergarten experience. Um, she showed up to kindergarten on the first day of school um, wearing jeans, a T-shirt for the band Kiss, she had a Kiss lunchbox, and aviator sunglasses. And the teacher said, take off those sunglasses. And you said, can't do it. I'm a rock star. And that led to uh, Lupe Lopez. So you can always mine your life for um, great story ideas. I love that character so much. The character, the kid that walks into class with the uh, uh, improvised drumsticks in their pocket. Yes. That's kind of tapping out on the desk during class. I just, I, I have a special place in my heart for that kid. <laughs> I always said if I could have learned an instrument, I would have wanted to learn the drums. Well, thank you so much for, for spending some time. I know that was a, a brief amount of time and um glad to share this. So thank you, Pat Zietlow Miller. And I hope that folks out there will check out the books, share about them, um, check out Lupe Lopez as well as your other books as well. They're powerful. And uh, sort of like this podcast, a lot of information packed in maybe a condensed space, but uh, with your books, certainly a, a beautiful space and beautiful collaborations. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me. Thank you.